2: Shten an Indo Askeliger.
1: Time emon earti end of Chacht Aracharp. A gasuligum a machan shaw girfader echher in len lenov winter thing. Shkilti fiss turmi.
2: Pasha to si recha nach fetoch arra igorn an chashin echo. We enter me omgrev or <laughs> yeah, find us
1: on all the usual podcast platforms. Connor, all the talk over the past couple of weeks has been uh, about Dublin as favourites, but most people are saying Mayo are really going to put it up to them. Do you think that's how it'll pan out, or is there any possibility that? Dublin on form could run away with it?
0: No, I don't think Dublin will blow them off the pitch. Not a chance. Yeah, they'll definitely go hunting an early goal because and it's actually something James Horan touched on after 2013, that the Mayo supporters, you know, they tried to invade the hill, created great noise, great energy in Crow Park for Mayo that day. But when things started going against them, that that kind of that feeling of déjà vu, it kind of overtook them and quietened them. And If Dublin could get that early on, you know, if, if they could get an early goal... People remembering the Michael Murphy goal early on in the 2012 Ireland final, I think the Mayo fans would crumble and it would have an adverse effect on their team. But I just don't see it happening. I think they will set up with a sweeper. I think they'll stop Dublin scoring an early goal. Like, I think they've only conceded three goals, is it? And seven. Three goals in yeah. seven matches. Yeah. Seven championship matches so far this summer. So that's a massive departure from. That's down from seven and seven in the league as well. Yeah. And, like, they conceded five against Dublin between the drawn game and the, the drawn semi final and the replay last year. And that was the thing that killed them. Like, absolutely killed them. So whatever they do. Um, whatever they do, they won't concede an early goal. Uh, and like like Dublin, like Philly McMahon was the only goal chance that Dublin had against Kerry. So it's not, it's not an impossible task. But I, I think the harder task is actually accumulating the total that's going to be good enough to beat Dublin and putting yourself in a situation like Kerry were in a situation where they were still in the game until the final few minutes. But the momentum was completely on Dublin's side it was all the Kerry players and I don't think it was a physical thing I just think it was you know the way that the the pressure of Dublin the way it was telling on them like the Kerry players were attacking in ones really you know somebody took the ball and they go off in a little solo run whereas there was this kind of anticipation when Dublin came up to the Kerry line you know, you knew that somebody like James McCarthy or Darren McConnell was going to be coming from, from deep and you Dublin know, were pressing up to try and win that game. So I, I was
2: at the Mayo Press night and, like, you know, obviously they say as little as possible, but um, there was one point... Aye, I comment. thought there was
1: loads of things said that night, I don't
2: I, no? <laughs> there was loads of things said that night, but not, none of them true. But there was one point that sort of comment that uh, Stephen Roche made and it was just sort of... Nearly a throw-in remark at the end of an answer, and he just said, "If you concede early on, it's going to be a very long day." So that's kind of why I'd go along with Conor there. I do think there will be some sort of safety net there for the first ten yeah. or fifteen minutes because when Dublin get a run in you, I know they've played the play slightly different, but they can do so much damage when they get when when they get that little mm-hmm. purple patch. So yeah. that needs to that can't happen from a Mayo point of view early on.
1: Statistically, though, the big difference with Dublin this year, I think we mentioned it earlier, is like last year they scored eighteen goals in their in the championship in what seven matches. Now, a lot of them came in Leinster, but they were scoring two and three per game. They're scoring one goal per game this summer. But the number of points they're scoring has shot up again, like it's 20 per game.
0: I think that's even a a direct... I mean, the the, the team has moved on in terms of its kind of terms of reference, what they do on the ball. They know, it's almost like Jim Gavin at the start of the year said, right, every team we play this year will set up in a hugely defensive way against us. So what's the best way to play against that? They, they they know it's actually a great advantage knowing that every team's going to play it that way because they know that they're not going to get inside for goals as often as they have done in the past, uh, and all their movement is around. Like you know, even that game against Leash the first day down in Nolan Park, their inside forwards Kevin McManaman, uh, Bernard Brogan, Paul Mannion, they didn't get on the ball. Um, now they were trying their best to pull people out of position and all the rest of it, but the way Dublin went ahead in that game was those long range shooters rotating situations where Kieran Kilkenny and Dean Rock and uh, Darren McConley were getting on the ball and then after that they just work a situation where they're going to be ahead on the balance of play and now it's incumbent upon the opposition to come out and try and take the ball off them and that's when they hit for the goal like Paul Mannion's one was a classic example of that but you we were talking to Declan Darcy about it, you were there as well at the Dublin press night and they've coached their players extremely well in how to, how to keep the ball and it might sound like a simple thing to do but like when your natural instinct is to go forward in possession and when the crowd is kind of on your back because you're passing the ball back to your corner back and you're 4 or 5 points in the lead, that's a hard thing to kind of get right uh, and they're just extremely good at keeping the ball not putting themselves in any danger by keeping the ball across their half-back line and then when they see the when they see the sweeper coming out when they see the press coming on, hitting for they're, the goal They're not that interested in winning games by 10-12 no, yeah, points, yeah, I, don't think, I think if they're 6-7
2: yeah. points, that'll, that'll be grand, if they can outscore us by scores in the run in from here fair enough but I think they look to control the thing very much bring the pace down yeah, see
1: that uh, sure the GS News new statistics partner uh, this year they produced figures this week I'm trying to remember them I think it was that Dublin have only turned over the ball something like 13 or 14 times this season and may have turned it over 50 I think Jeez. there was a huge difference anyway mm. and that kind of backs up your yeah. point about Dublin's ability to hold on to the ball yeah. It's nothing to do yeah, with well It's the to do with their strength uh, and strength as well uh, But it's also knowing when to offload uh,
0: I saw an interview with Amy Fitzmaurice And he made a good point as well He said It was put to him that Kerry ran out of legs against Dublin And he said look That's not what it is We have plenty of legs He says people have this not, this image of Dublin Constantly running at a team Constantly on, But the reason is They have the ball to do that And Dublin's possession is just through the roof You know Like even Cluxon last week Two weeks ago seen as a seen as a weak point. Um, like he still got, I think, 17 out of 21 kickouts. Now, the ones that he didn't get hurt Dublin in a, in a big, big way. But, you know, they get huge possession off their own kickouts. Against Kerry, like the first half stats, Dublin had won more than 50% of um, Kerry's kickouts as well. So, th- like, they have the ball all the time, you know. And when you have the ball and you don't give it away... Even regardless of the fact that it's brilliant forwards it's going to be hard to From base. a
2: psychological point of view too When you have the ball It's always easier to make the run with it than yeah. without it Like you know when you're chasing shadows all the time You're just out of breath You just run out of energy an awful lot quicker than you do If you're a team that's always on the front foot
1: That brings us to the question of what do Mayo do With Dublin's restarts on Sunday How do they approach it tactically You have to go after it don't you
0: No well I don't know See that's the thing that everybody says But like I don't think you can I don't think you can have one system So you can't do what Kerry did after those frees and press up all the time because if somebody like say Lee Keegan goes funneling through the middle and puts the ball over the bar, and then you say we've to press, so by the time everybody gets up onto your press, Kluxen already has the ball down, he's chipped it in behind the players that are coming up. So I think what you have to do is you have to keep changing it. Like you have to have several different ways of doing it. And making sure that every time the Kluxon looks up, he sees a different kind of shape, you know, because that's when he makes mistakes. And it depends on how long you have to go at it. But I would imagine that the, mo- the way of getting the most joy out of Dublin's kickouts is to actually open up little avenues deliberately, give them a very obvious kick, but with a mind to closing that down as soon as that ball lands. I, I just think you can't do any specific thing. Like in 2013, when James was manager... They went man to man and it was just, Cluckson destroyed Mayo that day. Absolutely destroyed Mayo that day. Like all Dublin's runs were designed to open up pockets of space and fellas like James McCarthy, even Dean Rock when he came on as as a sub and Dennis Bastic when he came on, they ran the legs off the Mayo midfielder. So I don't think he can go man to man. I don't think he can necessarily necessarily do the press either unless it's pre-rehearsed um, and he can't do it every single time because he will get the ball down and he'll get it out an awful lot quicker. Than he will. He will get it
2: down. He will get it out. And but it's it's disrupting it. You're not you're not going to make it crumble. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just to disrupt his rhythm. Mm. Like when things are going well for him, it's going well for Dublin and everything kind of stems from there. So I just think you have to. Like I, I just think giving it up is out of the question. Just saying, right? We we'll, we'll, well, we'll meet I, you in the halfway I th- line. I, I think, think you ridiculous. have to mark
0: the two cornerbacks. Yeah. Because if Dublin get the ball to Johnny Cooper or Davy Bourne and they have possession with five yards of space in front of them, regardless of your sweepers, it might take them a, a, take them a couple of extra passes to get a chance for a shot, but they will they will get a chance. so yeah, I think you have to make them kick at mid range, but I still think across that middle part of the pitch and across your half back line, you make sure that the four you know your four players in the line in those zones so that there's nobody running onto a ball that comes over their shoulder with 20 yards of space in front of them because that's how Dublin got... Remember Bernard Brogan's second goal in 2013? That's where it all came from, you know, essentially. And, you know, he's just so good, his execution is so good and he gets them out really quick. But having said that, in the league game the following year, in 2014, uh, I think it was Kevin McLaughlin and other Mayo players, they stood in front of his kick-out. They stopped him taking it quickly so they set up a press and as it happened, Stephen Cluxton got sent off that day. So, Maybe that's the thing to do. Maybe you have to kind of you have to keep nibbling at him Yeah you have to keep he's nibbling yeah. at him.
1: He's had a few more Off days in the last Couple of seasons Than the previous decade Probably really If you think about it. Yeah him,
0: he? absolutely Well Fermanagh last year Was you know, the first example of that Like Dublin won The All-Ireland last year And Stephen Cluckson Wasn't nominated for an All-Star So
2: I think he's judged By different standards These days as well Like even the fact That we're talking about A goalkeeper for so long here Like you know mm-hmm. I mean? And we were talking About the fact that Kerry rattled them, And as you said What 18 out of 21 kickouts Actually landed where They were meant to land And in a Dublin player's hands Like I think he gets judged by his head of standards that no other goalkeeper mm. in the country gets well, judged. Well, I think
0: it. it's just the debate. I mean, like, come back to the very basic thing of it all. The possession is just the absolute most vital thing. Nine tenths of the law? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's the most vital thing, I think, of football nowadays, the way teams play football. And a fella that can guarantee you, or has routinely guaranteed Dublin that mm. amount of possession is just that is the key to the whole thing. That is the, the beginning of all of Dublin's strength
1: we'll move on to another goalkeeper then david clark um he wasn't in the goals last year when when dublin punished mayo on the home straight of the replay and rob kenley rob henley attracted a bit of criticism for some of his restarts in that pivotal period how important are the kickouts going to be for david clark because dublin have been they pushed up And caused a lot of damage on Kerry in the first half. The last day,
0: yeah, it was huge damage. And Clark, I think, was it the Tyrone game where he struggled for for a period with his kickouts. I think he's got a bit more variation than he used to. He's, I don't think his goal, his kicks are as good as Robbie Henley's. You know, Mm. obviously Henley gives you that long range free taking option as well. But Killian O'Connor is back in the team, so you don't, you probably don't need that. He was the man who saved. Mayo from a 10-point collapse against Dublin in the 2012 semi-final when Bernard Brogan went through and he he just got his glove on it. So I think he is probably... He's an excellent shot-stopper. I think he's a really, really... That save, again, was it against um, Tyrone when he saved from... Was it Darren McCurry from the from the past that um, uh, Marty, uh, Matty Donnelly... Kaliski, I think, was it? Connor McAleski, sorry, yeah. yeah. That was a brilliant save. And that was probably the winning of that game as well. So it's probably like the selection has paid off, but like if Dublin forced it to go long... Um, you know, it, you're you're essentially raffling the ball. You know, you are raffling the ball. So, um, but it was interesting as well. Like Dublin's full forward line, like Márna Brogan and and Dean Rock, you wouldn't have had them down for. But. Um, you know they are covering a huge amount of ground this year. You know, um, and part of that I think is just making sure that when the ball goes over the bar or wide, they're following the cornerbacks and making sure that the goalkeeper kicks it long into midfield.
2: David Clark's around a long time as well. I know everyone's talking about Dylan in the morning that he played in that two thousand six game.
1: He played in the oh six final. He uh, did, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, so like he, he's it's a fair story from to be. He has been in and out in the team for a lot of his career, and Rob Henley looked to be there for the next. Yeah. Six, seven years and he's worked his way back in. So, you know, it's it's And, and I think he's longevity. actually
1: I think he's he's odds on in the All Star betting at the moment with Evan Comerford. They're they're the two yeah, fine well, for that. You know like, he'd a huge Comfort. save, he'd a huge save, foot save against Tipperary as well, was it uh in that key period in the second half when the game looked to be turning mm. turning away from Mayo. Um how are we thinking overall? Um do either of you give Mayo a real shot at winning this? I
0: give them a real shot. I genuinely do. I think that they're, they're the only team in the country and I include include Carey in this collectively where everybody will believe within the team that they can beat Dublin. Like there's a huge amount of survivors from the 2012 team. They should have put Dublin away last year. Um you know, they could have won the first game. Okay, they, it took a leg burst to get them level. But they four points up when Lee Keegan went through in the re- in the replay, and obviously Dublin turned on the afterburner. So, first of all, I think they will absolutely believe that they can win the game, which is not something that you can take for granted when a team is playing Dublin at the moment. Second of all, I think they have some of the best players in the country in their respective positions. Lee Keegan, I think, is probably the best player in his position in the country. Aidan O'Shea, on his day, like Aidan O'Shea is a footballer who, regardless of the way the opposition set up. Can magic a goal from nowhere because he's so big and he's so skillful and he's a good finisher. And if Derm- Dermot O'Connor is fit and back on form, he's a really, really prolific half forward. Nearly as. His- Absolutely, as prolific as Paul Flynn was in his in his heyday of a couple of years ago, and Killian O'Connor like you've a fella who just doesn't respond negatively to pressure when he's standing over free. So I think if you put all those things together, I think Mayo are a really really dangerous prospect.
1: Jonica, what we've seen from Mayo this summer though is is brilliant spells for ten fifteen minutes. I think they scored one seven that should have been two six against Tip. They scored two nine or ten against Westmeath in around twenty minutes, but then they fall asleep or they just. Revert into their shell. Yeah, I mean, that's the big issue for them, isn't it?
2: And a ten-minute period against Dublin could that could be it for them. Like if if to go to sleep something similar. Um, I I I sort of think that they are just looking at it logically. Yeah, Mayo will definitely believe, but just the body of work the two teams have produced, it's it's hard to make a case for Mayo. You know, I think we're here. We're seeing a lot of ifs and buts. Um, but like Dublin, they'll need Dublin to come back a little bit. I think, and Dublin. Don't fall off in terms of the level of performance. Now it'll happen someday, but I just don't think it's going to be now or it's going to be Sunday. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I think Dublin are a little bit ahead. I think May will give them a really, really strong examination, but I think Dublin are a little bit ahead and they'll have maybe three or four to spare to you.